Vedere classi di lingue. Resseo de classe de langue. Jitsu Gokyo Shitsu. Real language classrooms. Hi. What I've been thinking about lately is how to support students to use language for functional purposes in the classroom with unscripted, spontaneous use. It really concerns me that the Victorian curriculum and the Australian curriculum as well use the word create when they talk about students producing their own language. I don't think language is learnt until the person who's using that language can put sentences together for themselves. They can manipulate those words into meanings that are understood and responded to appropriately. That doesn't necessarily mean that the meanings are grammatically correct. They may well be mispronounced as well. But it does mean that those students are creating the language. They're putting that language together in ways that are meaningful for them. They are in control. But that doesn't just happen. It only happens if teachers and educators set up the environment for students to be able to do that. And that environment doesn't just happen either. What, what are we doing in order to make that work for students? So I thought about the interrelationship between workshopping language and spontaneous unscripted use. And I think we need to move between one and the other in order to get stronger in both. A bit like hopping from one leg to another, but both legs end up being strong, I suppose. I was thinking about how all of these things overlap. So I thought of the idea of a rainbow as an organisational image. And I used a mirror board to create it because on the mirror board you can zoom in and out and get a lot more detail about a particular part, but you can still see the overall structure. From red on the left-hand side, I've got segments moving to spontaneous use, which is purple on the right-hand side. The red one says repeat it, orange has memorise, yellow has chop it, green has build it, blue has practice and purple is spontaneous use. It's quite similar to the gradual release model from dependence to independence. Repeat it does require a lot of repeating. So I was asking some teachers recently how many repeats did they need of a new Japanese word before they felt that they had that confidently. And they said something between 200 and 500 times. That's pretty much the same for kids, I feel. Um, in the repeat it section, you might learn set phrases. You might learn the first 100 high frequency words. You might use choral gestures. You might read things together. You might use flashcards. You might do actions at the same time, like 
walking actions, not just a gesture, but an actual walk when you're saying walk. Memorize, of course, happens after enough repetitions and repetitions that have the meaning connected to them. There's no point in rep repeating a sound that doesn't have a meaning connected to it, which is why the gestures work so well. Picture cards also work really well. Daily, not weekly, works much better. But once we've gone through that repeat after me sort of phase, chop it is really important. Take a sentence. May I go to the toilet? We often teach that early in language learning. Chop it. Literally write it down as a sentence, get out some scissors and chop it in front of the students so that they can see the individual parts of the sentence and talk about what all of those parts mean. Then the next week you might add in those chopped words and add in some other possible words that you could put in there. You might change the word go to the word sit or run or other sorts of words. May I run, may I sit. You might change the word toilet into other places that they might ask to go or run to or sit on. And then just build up the possibilities within that sentence so you can show students how to build things, but better still is to just leave the words on the floor and see what students can do to put those together for themselves. It's in the building it bit that you give students control. This is the student agency bit. And unless students have control of putting that language together, I don't believe they're using it because they don't own it. They're just people pleasing the teacher. In the build it section, you can put letters together, put words together. You can help with tweaking mistakes. Don't overwhelm students of this bit's wrong and that bit's wrong, but one piece in that that might be tweaked. It might be a word order. It might be a change of how the verb is grammatically. In Japanese, it might be a particle that you add in, whatever. Just tweak one little bit, but don't try and make it all correct. Use the language mats, use word cards still. Use class sentence walls. So once students have put a few words together, they might write a new card, a new sentence card, and put it on a wall. Having a speak up picture up on the wall as an inspiration for the different sorts of sentences will help support students when they go to do a speak up activity. In the practice section, students need time to practice those sentences. So they've made the sentences, awesome. They've stuck them on the wall, awesome, out to lunch. They need to also be able to look at the sentence, walk to the other side of the room and say the sentence again. They need to invent scenarios of when they might say that sentence. They need to have a go using Speak Up and just see how many of those sentences can they say without actually reading them from the wall anymore. They might have language mats there and impromptu, like, while they're doing their speak up, they might build some other sentences that they can think of because they're starting to get used to the idea of building their own sentences. Using language in games, using practice within a game setting is another way of helping students to practice those gestures. Or maybe they can figure out their own practices. They can do their own 
short role plays that demonstrate the use of those sentences. For example, if it's passing, then they can go and find something to pass. If it's a guessing game, then they can work with those. And games where they're using similar sentences many times over work really well too. You might have six or seven different board games around the room and the student can't go and play the board games until they invite a friend to go and play with them. And once you've got a couple of people playing the game, they have to go and invite somebody else to come and play with them. And they have to use the language that they have created to do that invitation. I found it really, really interesting when I did this last year using the language mats. The ways students invited each other to join their groups were incredibly varied. Some people just said their name and then could aside for please. And that was their way of saying, please join my group. And they'd use gestures to support all of the rest of it. And others put together quite complex sentences. So as soon as you take away that control of this is how you invite students to a group and here's how you say it in Japanese, but put the language mat down and put the words down and ask students you need to invite someone to your group. What words are you going to use to do that in Japanese? How can you put together a sentence that somebody else might guess would mean inviting them to the group? And I gave them quite a lot of time to explore that, to talk with each other about what could we use? How could we put that together? Write it on whiteboards, write it on cards, put up a word wall of those sentences so that they had that scaffolding first before I then created the scenario that meant they could use them. Okay, you're about to play a fruit salad game, but you can't do that until you invite five people to your group. Once you've got those five people, off you go and you can go and run your fruit salad game. Still using Japanese. <laughs> they, they did the fruits in Japanese and they did the go and the stop and so on in Japanese as well. So I scaffolded the potential for them to create their own sentences to say what they wanted to do to engage in an activity that they were motivated to do. And that's where we're going with it. So I hope that really helped your imagination of that process of gradual release from repeating a phrase to chopping it, building it, practicing it, and then heading towards unscripted, spontaneous use. Ah. One more thing before I finish, I did find that the spontaneous use worked much better if there was some sort of visual reward system for that. So I was using blocks. I gave students 10 connected blocks and they had to unconnect each block, uh, one block each time somebody used English. One more thing that I found really, really helpful is a bit of a free space and allowing each group to have one blank card where on that blank card they can bring that blank card to me to say something that they wanted to be able to say but didn't know how to say in Japanese and then I would teach on the spot that thing that they immediately wanted to say. It's a really high level of motivation on the student's part to learn something that they immediately want to say. As long as it's not a lot of things I find one phrase that they don't know per group is quite sufficient because otherwise they just come and want me to translate from English into Japanese everything that they think and that's really not developing their learning because they don't actually learn those phrases. They just 
say it for a second and then it's gone. So one phrase fit per group as a sort of free card. I hope that helped. I don't know if I'm on the right track or I'm not on the right track. I am in this learning with you and doing what I can to find a way to visually in my head, but also for students and for you to move from a repeat it, say it after me, memorize this, oh yes, you've learnt it because you've memorized it, to really giving students control and letting them chop it, build it, practice it, and head towards scaffolded, supported, unscripted, spontaneous use of the language. So that's my spontaneous use rainbow. Jane. Thank you to Christopher Liberti for the lovely music. You can find his work on stockmusic.com. And have an amazing day.